0: Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counsellor and sexologist, facilitator of all things turn on, author of permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra and lift the veil. These are the Secrets Women Keep. Hello and welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I'm your host and confidant Lauren White and today we have a very special guest. Her name is Julia George. Julia is a psychic, clairvoyant, witch, healer, and psychotherapist who's been doing readings for over 20 years. She's a clairvoyant and clairaudient and regularly holds workshops in psychic development, tarot, ancestral medicine, ritual, and the anagram. Julia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> me too. I'm really excited, and I would love. First of all, I want to tell people you are one of the rare gems that I follow on Facebook and Instagram. So I just want to tell you that straight from the get go that you're like, Thank you. it's, it's like you know royalty in my book. I'm like, oh, I need to follow it on both platforms just in case. <laughs> like, just in case there's something somewhere that I miss. And I'm really glad I do because without me following you on both platforms, this episode might not have come to fruition so you did a post um I want to say about two a, a few weeks ago before we're recording today and you yes. said like it instantly got my attention it just popped up in my feed and I was like whoa, I was just sucked into what you what you'd written and you wrote secrets I hear them It's the best feeling watching someone melt with relief when they can unburden themselves from a secret, letting someone be witnessed and not feel judged. A sigh of relief, tears roll. Finally, someone else knows. Secrets are psychic poison. That was your post. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Can, Can you share with us just what was moving through you at the time that you wrote that post and why you felt compelled to share that based on the work that you do?
1: So, most people who come to me for a session are, you know, usually looking for, you know, love. I I don't know, if you haven't had a reading before, I'm sure many people have um, assumptions of what happens in a session. And sometimes I think, you know if only they knew so yes I have people coming for love and stuff like that but most of the su- like let's take a Saturday 60% of the people who would see me that day are offloading something that nobody else knows
0: mm. and
1: sometimes it can be uh quite mundane um I'm flirting with something does it, with somebody does this mean my marriage is ending and it, most of the time it's actually no um but you know people uh really hold on to big things as well Um, and as we progress today I'll probably tell you some of the more shocking things Mm. but I think with secrets they can be anything from I've got a crush on somebody and I'm partnered what does this mean to um my grandfather's just died and we found out we've got a you know, a secret a new family member nobody ever knew about.
0: Yeah. So there's those um, you know, big secrets as as well. So is it fair to assume or just from what you've said, when people come to you, they think it's for one thing, but once they start talking and expressing to you and you read you read what they're what they're saying. One of the
1: things I really pride myself on is being able to create a really safe space, mm. which is, um, unless you're skilled, difficult to do. Somebody's walked in, it's been five minutes. There is something going on called limbic resonance. So it's where you're physically starting to attune to each other, um, mm. you know, getting the vibe of somebody, if, if you like. Um, limbic resonance is something that animals do really well to know whether or not somebody is safe to go to. So energetically in the first five minutes of a session, I'm working really hard to make that person feel comfortable. Mm. Sometimes when somebody comes in, it may look like I am shut down. Or oh god, she isn't being very friendly. But energetically, I'm starting to tune in and feel into that person, and also any um, ancestors or people who have passed who have walked in um, with them. So there's a lot going on um, mm. in, in in the first five minutes of a session. I think what prompted the the post. Uh, was a girl that day had revealed um, something to me that nobody knew for 12 years. Mm. And what I wrote in the post literally happened. It was the sigh of relief, the shoulders went back, her breath softened and she Mm. sobbed and just her whole posture changed, just having somebody else witness something that had caused quite psychological and emotional damage for many years.
0: Yeah. Wow. And that's a privilege to be in that position to hold, create that safe space for someone to release in that way. Um, when someone does release in that way and a session is has come to a finish, it's completed, what kind of things can people do when they've just revealed something so big? How can they but look after themselves after revealing a secret?
1: Well, sometimes I will give some self-care tips mm-hmm. and not, you know, sometimes it could be uh, really pull away from other people this week because you're going to be quite fragile. Mm. Sometimes it can be, you know, something as simple as, um, you know, go for a walk on the beach this week, do something just for you. Um, I always encourage you know journaling. Sometimes, depending on the nature of the secret, particularly if there's some trauma involved, I will encourage um, therapy, mm. some you know for people to do something ongoing about this because revealing the secret is huge, but sometimes it requires ongoing tenderness. Um, And so, you know, a secret sometimes can be quite fragile. The nature of secrets can be shocking. Mm.
0: Um,
1: And, you know, a lot of the times too, some people will come to me with a secret and I definitely hold space for it. I don't minimise it. But sometimes people's secrets are not as bad as they think. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, like in your head, it's like, I'm the worst person in the world. Yeah. I've done this thing. And in my head, I, you know, I'm like, that that's it. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what you've been ashamed about for 10 years. Wow. Can, can I tell you three people that I know that have done the exact same thing? Yeah. And that gets a sense of relief as well. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah. other people? Yeah. You know, and so this is why I think secrets can be psych, um, you know, uh secrets can be psychic poison because um, you know, they linger into every aspect of our life. And then once you, you know, start to unload, sometimes the antidote to the secret and the poison can be quite simple and sometimes it's not. Mm.
0: Do you feel that you've used the term psychic poison. Do you feel like there are degrees to the secrets we hold within our psyches, like are all secrets psychic poison?
1: No, not no, absolutely not. Um, you know, there can be long-held secrets that, you know, do need attending to. Um, I mean, to state the obvious, I think anything within um uh, physical sexual psychological trauma they can mm. be a poison particularly yeah. if they've been held on to for some time so they're the obvious ones um, i'll give you an example um, this lady has now passed um, but i read for her daughter and so i have changed some elements of this story to be able to tell it but a Woman is in hospital to see her husband of I think it was fifty years, forty for fifty years, and he was passing and you know the children are out in the hallway, she's come in to say her final goodbye to him, have a moment of peace and he squeezes her hand and you know she squeezes it back and he says to her, "I couldn't die peacefully unless I told you this." I've been having an affair with your best friend for 30 years. And so he lets out this secret. And then within, you know, minutes, maybe 30 minutes, he passes. Hmm. So she's in a hospital room holding his hand. She's just found out A, he's been having an affair, and B, it's with her best friend. Hmm. And she goes out into the hallway, and there are her three children and her best friend. So, you know, that that's, you know, it was obviously, you know, psychically poisoned for him. I need to offload this to be able to Mm. pass peacefully. Mm. Um, and then for her, she walks out into the hallway. She's looking at her three grieving children. She's just lost her husband and effectively lost her best friend. Um, and so, you know, psychic poison can go both ways. It's not always just your secret. It can be somebody else holding a secret against you.
0: Yeah. 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 Wow. And so in your work, are you finding that, and in your readings, are you finding that you're, you're kind of, you're helping, you're walking alongside someone in both of those scenarios where they're, it's not, might might be their secret that they're holding. It might be them holding a secret for someone else. Are You finding both of those I can scenarios hold space come up. For
1: both. I graduated from psychotherapy. I think it was five years ago. Mm-hmm. And the reason I studied um, psychotherapy, and in particular somatic psychotherapy, was I was getting more and more trauma in my sessions. Yeah. And as a psychic, finding an inability to be able to help people in the best way possible. Um. Yeah.
0: Mm. Wow.
1: Okay. So, I mean, you know, trauma is big. You know, I I saw um, a brilliant video clip by Brene Brown recently and she said, not everybody is entitled to your secrets. You have to be very careful about who, who you share that material with. Mm. Because some people, if they're ill-equipped, can go, oh, you think that's bad? I heard this. Um, And, you know, in particular with the woman who came to me who just lost her husband, and you know, told about her best friend. um, You know, she really didn't want to share it with anyone. She didn't want to keep the secret. She needed to deal with it herself and unpack it in her own way and I gave her permission from day one like we unpack this at your pace and you don't have to tell anybody Mm -hmm. um, including your children yes they're asking why you're not talking to your best friend but you know this is huge too like you know the your own kids are grieving you don't well she didn't want to burden them her own children with the secret as well the children all do know now, but. Um, yeah, secrets can go both ways. Either the person holding it, um, or the person at keeping it, and you know, not sharing it. And you know, see, <laughs> secrets can be. Um, I'm sure you've dealt with this on your show. What what a form of a, a secret is. But I read for a couple years ago. And the, woman, the wife came in. I don't allow people to come in together. You have to come in separately, so with mm-hmm. husband and wives or whatever. You can record the session and play it back. Anyway, this woman came in. She's like, you know, I want a better sex life with my husband and I wish we travelled more. And, you know, I'd really like to explore more spiritual stuff between the two of us. And, you know, she said all this stuff and she left. And I had a question about her husband and she said, well, you don't have to worry because he's next. And I was like, Oh God. Anyway, he came in, starts the session. You know, I really wish I could travel more with my partner. I just don't <laughs> think she wants to. And, you know, I really wish we had more spirituality within our, you know, relationship. And I, just, I was sitting there like, Are you two even talking to each other at home? (laughs) Like their needs and wants were exactly the same. It wasn't necessarily a secret, but that is a form of a secret.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Their desires. Yeah. Their desires remaining under wraps. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as
1: you know, the cornerstone of any secret is just flat out shame.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so
1: here's two people feeling guilty about wanting to travel and have more sex and, yeah. you know, learn Reiki together. And it's like they've both got, and, you know, they to be honest, they were in their 60s, 60s so it may have been a, a generational thing as well,
0: yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So there's, I'm glad you shared that because I want, I personally want people to know that, I feel like there are echelons to secrets or layers and there, there can be Absolutely. stories like what you just shared and it's like there is a lightness about that. You can't, I don't know, there's there's no, it doesn't feel like, it, it doesn't have the sensation of, it doesn't have the feeling of shame attached to it. It is like a, wow, like this could be so easily resolved and you mm-hmm. too, yeah. Connect so much better if you just say the unspoken between each other. <laughs> like that's yes. the solution. And then you can move on and fully express yourselves. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so on that note of expressing ourselves, what what happens from a psychic standpoint when we go against the energy of expressing our stories and choose well, maybe we don't choose, but we revert to suppressing and repressing instead.
1: As a reader, it makes it really hard because sometimes I know somebody has come in yeah. and they I can feel it. They want me to pick up on something. And sometimes it's super obvious and sometimes psychically it's in a vault. So I have a couple of strategies. One of the most common is I will say, oh, that's a really great tattoo and they're like, oh, and they start telling me about the tattoo and I don't mean this in a mean way but they're crapping on about the tattoo. What that allows me to do psychically is because they have dropped a defence system, Mm. it allows me to start looking around at other aspects of their psyche to see what it is that they're hiding. Mm. Sometimes if I can feel like it's literally on the tip of their tongue I will literally say, I feel like there's something that you want me to pick up today and I'm not picking it up, so if you'd like to tell me, you can. Yeah. Then there are other times (laughs) where the opposite happens. They walk in and it's so glaringly obvious because when you come in, I sort of look at the family structure, you know, Mm -hmm. what's your partner's name, what's your children's name, just look at some um, basic birth data. Um, astrologically and then I get the cards out and then I'm looking at the cards and I'll just flat out say, look, I'm sorry to ask this but I'm going to, who the hell's this guy because this isn't your husband? <laughs> mm-hmm. And a lot of times people will say, oh, my God, thank God, like thank God you picked it up. I, I don't have to say it out loud. Um, but, you know, I see people all the time. They're either in an affair or they're having affairs. I don't judge affairs. 12 years ago I would have, but now that I've done psychotherapy and marriage counselling, I, I, I see how affairs are so easily co-created. Yeah. Um, and it, affairs are never about sex. No. Never. Never. Never,
0: never, never. Never.
1: Never, never. So, you know, when somebody comes in and I'm like, oh, who's this guy that's like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed or, oh, nothing's happened, nothing's happened, but I've got a crush or we've been seeing each other for three months, whatever it is. And so, you know, we can, you know, walk through that in somewhat of a a therapeutic setting.
0: Mm. Um, I'm glad you made yeah. that point about in in the uh, infidelity and affairs. It's somewhere we're yet to venture speaking on on this podcast, but I definitely mm. will, and I would really like to. Um, affairs, you made a really good point. They're not about sex. What would no. you? What would you say they are actually about? And you know, i um
1: uh, Hang on a minute. I'm just writing a note so I can come back to that. I just want to say most of the secrets that I hear usually are about um, affairs. I hear, you mm-hmm. know, more childhood secrets as well, but yeah. affairs is definitely a, um, a big one. Um, affairs are a number of things. They can be a cry for help. Some people want to be caught, so they bring mm-hmm. their marriage to a crisis mm-hmm. so that some of the issues are finally spoken about um affairs sometimes are about i'm too weak to end this relationship so i'm going to have an affair and hope that you find out Mm. sometimes it can be a form of punishment Mm -hmm. you spend so much money i'm going to go and have an affair like in a very unconscious passive aggressive way um affairs sometimes can be Uh, about getting some missing needs met Um, you know I just want this to be sex I don't want the emotional stuff I love my wife and I do have those conversations with clients Um, so you know on one hand I say it's not about sex but you know when if though if those people were in marriage counseling I would have challenged that notion Mm -hmm. about a well was if it wasn't about sex you know what else was going on Mm. there's a myriad of reasons that people um have affairs one of the ways is to express anger Mm. um you know you're you're withholding to me Mm. you're withholding from me so this is my way at getting back um you know sometimes it can be a generational thing Um, It is really, really common. I've got a client right now. I read for him and his wife. They're they're a great couple. Um, But there is an element where what's playing out with one of his brothers is exactly what his father did. So I see those family patterns a lot. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so weird. You know, I, I was 11 when Dad left and now my kid's 11 now that I'm leaving. And I'm like, oh, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. So those those family patterns can repeat in terms of affairs. Mm. Um, by the way, it's not always
0: men. No. Oh, yeah. Che- Sorry. Cheating. I just, I just want to say that. Yeah. Um, no, no, I, I was thinking equally of men. And, I was thinking equally of everyone when, when you were speaking, but thank you for clarifying that. Yes. Um,
1: yeah. So, I yeah, I do see both.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a a wide range of why people, um, you know, have affairs. Sometimes, you know, they get found out in three months and, you know, sometimes they get
0: found out after 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And people are looking for a part of themselves through affairs as well, right? They're, Um, They're looking to uncover other aspects of their identity that, they're completely out of touch with, or thought they didn't exist, or there's this very self, self-centred in mm-hmm. yeah aspect to infidelity and affairs and what people find out about themselves.
1: Yeah, exactly. I have um, many, many clients that have had this conversation with. Where, um, by the way, if you come to me for a reading, I'll always ask for photos because. Um, one of my specialties is I can read faces um, and and bodies. But sometimes somebody will go, I'm so in love with this person and, sh- and like, she's the one and I'm going to leave my wife and, you know, she's the one. And I'm like, no, this person has come into your life to highlight what you're missing from your marriage. Mm. Now you have to go and find that again, you know, with your partner, And I see it a lot too where um, people will have an affair, um, both or either partners um, find out. So let's say it's, you know, the really cliche one where a girl and a guy are having an affair, they work together, their respective partners find out, both marriages end. I see it all the time where the marriages end because of the affair but the two people having the affair don't stay together. Yeah, it's just been a wake up call and a bit of a mirror about what's not working for us. Good, we're now both both out of the marriage, um, and and now we're back together. I'll also say too, it's very, very, very common—more common than you would think—where affairs are revealed, and it actually brings the couple closer together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where they can fight through the issues. Mm. Um, Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, too, once an affair is revealed, particularly if they enter marriage counseling everything's off the table now. Now they can both finally reveal their secrets and that's what brings them back together. Mm, I love that. Not all the time, yep. but it's like, oh, God, you felt that? Oh, well, this is what was going on for me. And, you yes. know, it's obviously a process. It's not, you know, six steps of marriage no, counselling and you're no. back together. But revealing secrets within a marriage, even a friendship, can bring people together mm.
0: yeah what happens when we when two people get together and start sharing their stories and their secrets what what happens from your you work? know some, happens? There's, ob-
1: there's obviously well with me it's different because it's just me and them it's not yeah. the third person in the room yeah um, usually, um it's a realization. Oh wow, I, I don't love him. Or I did it for this reason. Um, oh God, when do you think I should leave? Like, you know, should I stay for the kids? What you know, and <laughs> the conversation goes either way where they decide mm. financial and children reasons they you know, should he or she will stay for another three years. And in other sessions it's been like, Oh God, now you know this, now you know the secret. I'm leaving next Friday.
0: Mm. And it's like,
1: oh God, okay, this is moving quick. <laughs> so <laughs> you know,
0: and, yeah. it's so it's inciting action for people. Like they reveal and then it gives them the wind that they need to go and change something within their their life. Change comes almost
1: immediately psychologically. Mm. It doesn't always translate. Into um, how would you say it? Real world change. So they may not leave their partner, or they may not end something. For some people, it's enough just to start psych- uh, processing it psychologically, you know, or emotionally.
0: Mm, but there's always change psychologically from immediate from the, the reveal because
1: now I don't have to carry the
0: burden of the
1: secret yes. now I've got freed up emotional and psychological and a lot of the times physical space like you yes. amount of times I've seen people drop huge amounts of weight after revealing a secret now I've got more space in my life now I can make some different choices
0: wow that just uh, that is so impactful, huge.
1: And so, um, in body psychotherapy, you know, we get to see where in the body somebody is holding pain, and not always, but sometimes there can be a secret or a blockage behind that pain. Mm. So secrets aren't just "I'm keeping this to myself and not telling anyone." And that's why sometimes I call it poison, because secrets do create psychological, emotional, um, and physical blockages.
0: Mm. From what you've just said, is is it? Are we able to say, okay, the more we release, the clearer we are, the less blockages we have? Is that is that a fair assumption to make from what you've just said? Yes.
1: I mean, you know, everybody has um a public life, a private life and a secret life. Mm. So it's not that we're meant to tell everybody everything. Mm-hmm. And some secrets, you know, can be healing. So for or not healing, but like say for example, I heard somebody say something horrible about you you know, we're not at the point where it's like I'm going to tell you this so we're keeping the truth really out there. There's no benefit to you knowing that information. So I also want to say too I don't feel like all secrets are bad. Some are healthy. Some are psychological defence systems. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about the type of secret where you've either been um, you know, forced to keep more well, forced to keep a secret, chosen to keep in a secret. So there's different levels of toxicity to secrets. Um, yeah, I like to think of it sometimes even when you think about governments and classified documents. Yeah. You know, there's a pu- there's a public press conference. Here's yeah. what we want you to know. Here's what the army knows, and here's yeah. what only four <laughs> people in the world know. And it's in lockdown for a reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Coca-Cola's secret recipe, Julia. It's like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And I really agree with you. It's not because I'm working we're with taught, women. To, yeah. Sorry. So you go on. We're taught
1: at a really young age to keep secrets. Um, you know, um, I, if I think about divorced parents, You know, when you go back to your mum's, I don't want her to know that we did this. Yeah. you go back to your dad's, I don't want him to know this. Um, My mum used to say when we were really quite little, let's say six or seven, you know, when we go to grandma's today, don't tell her about this. Mm -hmm. It's family business. Yeah, And so, you know, children um, sometimes in helpful or insidious ways are taught to keep secrets. And then told about Stranger Danger, you have to tell mummy everything. Yeah. So there's this really conflicting um matrix of secrets and levels of secrets at a very young age. Yeah. And so they they get put into our psyche, you know, um at a young age. You know, of course, the, the first biggest secret we're ever told. Um uh um sorry, I'm thinking of your listeners who might be um, on a loud podcast with children in the room, thinking about some of the important holidays or yeah, what happens to yeah. children when they lose a, a two. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Trying to you. Keep, keep the secret. <laughs> you know, so, you know, we, we, we're taught, you know, secrets, yes, at a young age.
0: Yeah, yeah. In fun forms and destructive mm, forms. That's it. Yeah, don't tell mummy about this treat that we had and it's literally yes, a femoral, yes. It was, yeah. and <laughs> yeah and like you said the more insidious obviously the more insidious ones about not telling anyone or harm will come to them or their family or their pet or yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and so um i've been in therapy myself for years um, just to, you know, unpack stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being with somebody safe is the biggest precursor to unpacking a secret. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a therapist in the last, no, you know, 10, 12 years. I had a, a therapist for six years and didn't reveal something that, frankly, they should have known. But I also didn't feel um, completely safe for various reasons with that therapist and was proved right to have trusted that instinct mm. but then I started working with a new therapist and blurted it out in session two like there's yeah. nothing I can't tell her
0: yeah incredible. Um, and
1: so yeah it's why you can have a best friend of like 15 20 years not tell them something have a new friend that you met at gym And within knowing them six months, you're telling them something that, you know. So secrets and finding someone to talk to, it's all about safety.
0: It is. Yes. Yes, I agree with you. Um, I've always listened to women's secrets. I mean, being a sexologist, you hear women's secrets. And um, Mm -hmm. now as a confidant, yes, definitely hear women's secrets. I was wondering, based on what you just said, could you give our listeners some I don't know a few words of support around how they can tap into their intuition around who they can reveal to and when like if there's just anything that you feel that they could know to equip them to work I out mean, I, think, is safe. I think
1: my first response is start small yeah not tell them a part of the secret but you know I I have you know a friend where I will tell her something and she'll give me some feedback and supportive for a few minutes, but then we're talking about her. But I've just revealed something that needed really talking about. And this is where you, not every secret has to go to a psychic or a therapist, by the way. Hmm. But, you know, I think people know when, uh, who they can reveal something to. And the other thing is, too, as Brene Brown said, like, be very cautious. Like, there is nothing more gut wrenching than telling a secret to somebody and either having it dismissed, or that phrase like, "Oh, that's nothing." Do you know what happened to my grandma? Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can get a sense of that stuff certainly within within friendships. Yeah. Um, and I think too, for me, this has always been a, a big. Um, red flag for me. If anybody starts out a sentence with, I'm not meant to say this, or you're not meant to know, or so and so told me not to say anything, but I'm out. I'll keep you as a friend, we'll hang out, we'll go out for wine, but I will never reveal anything to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's a huge red flag. Um, and I think you see it too when friendships end and it's like, God, they used to bag about this person all the time. Now we're not friends. Are they telling all my secrets now to everybody else as well? Mm. I think it's one of the most painful things about friendship breakups and marriages and relationships. Yeah. But, you know, with friendships, we do open up and quite often, well, this is the case of my clients, they will open up to friends way more than their husband. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But, yeah, if anybody says, oh, look, don't tell anybody, but so-and-so told me, blah, blah, blah. And it's frankly why I stay in therapy because I can't talk about my client work to my friends. Mm. So that's why I have Mm. a therapist, to keep in check. So if I hear anything in a session that, um, you know, triggers me, I can deal with it appropriately.
0: Yeah, you've used the word hearing, and in the in your bio it says that you're clairaudient. Can you tell listeners yes. what that means?
1: So there are five psychic senses. Clairvoyance is clear seeing. Clairaudience is clear hearing. So um, it's you know when somebody comes in and I'm talking to them, um, uh, I'm also listening to guides angels ancestors in my right ear so Mm. whenever I do radio and I put the earphones on I have to skew the right earphone off my ear so I can hear messages from the other side
0: Mm. and Uh, and that's
1: actually you know the there's a third well there's five senses as I said the third one is clairsentience and clairsentience is feeling physically what somebody else is feeling. So somebody might walk in and they've got a headache. I've now got the headache. Yes. Um But coming back to the secrets, if somebody walks in and I can feel that it's more than anxiety, that anxiety, butterfly, panicky feeling in the stomach, yep. um, I want to unpack that straight away so that person has also has that relief of a symptom. So if I have somebody coming in and, you know, their stomach's in knots, um, I need to unpack that so I can also get my own stomach out of
0: knots. Yeah, out of knots. And when you do that for yourself, are you able to hear better? Like do you need to do one in order to amplify the other? No,
1: no. It's, it's like I can't get rid of the knot in the stomach once they start to feel better, it'll automatically go for me. Okay. So, yeah. you know, if somebody walks in and I can see they're super jittery and nervous, and I know this sounds weird, but I'm like, oh, this this feels like an affair. Mm. I, I'll get into the cards like super quick so I can start seeing who the, all the, okay. the players <laughs> so, on the field so are and go, oh, hang on, here's the odd man out. Let's talk about this person. <laughs> And sometimes people are like, oh God no, no, it's just my husband. Oh, God no. And then I'll read for them two years later. And it's like, oh, okay, well, we finally worked out who the King of Cups is. yes Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that King of Cups. Um <laughs> Do you know yeah. I keep secrets sometimes? You know, sometimes people in in a session, sometimes like um I have to gauge, particularly if it's somebody I've read for, for the first time. And they're in a marriage, and I can see it's not going to end. But they've got like a one-year-old baby, and they've got all sorts of shit going on. Mm. Like, I, I may not say that information because they're either not ready for it, or it's certainly not what they came for. How do you? How do you decide? Some you are people. Reveal? Some actually, I, I got a. <laughs> um, uh. I, I got a bad review on Facebook. This is years ago. I'm talking like, I don't know, five, six years ago. And it was from a girl and I'd done the whole session and I had said one thing about her boyfriend and she crossed her arms and she was she was furious.
0: Mm. Furious.
1: And I was like, right, make yourself we're not going near the boyfriend again. Yeah. Anyway, um, Yes. So I decided in the last five minutes of the session, she said, I noticed you haven't talked much about my boyfriend. I was like, well, basically I don't think you're going to be together. And like, that was it.
0: And yeah. Cause
1: some, some people just can't hear it. Yep. Um, yeah. I worked at a healing clinic years ago and um, well, I was there. And one day the owner said, look, we've got a new girl um, just doing reception today. Let's say her name, Sally. So, um, Sally's fine with you now. And I was like, what does that mean? She's like, well, you told Sally in a session that she was going to break up with her boyfriend and uh, she said you were the worst psychic she'd ever seen. And she said they've actually broken up and she's okay now. So it really is one of the secrets <laughs> in a session. I have to, you know, decide whether or not they want to hear it. And I have some people who just walk in and go, I don't care what you've got to say today, just tell me everything. Yeah. i like, yep. all righty, yep. let's go for broke. Yep. <laughs> Giddy up. <laughs> and yeah. then my regular clients, they're like, what are you not telling me? And I'm like, you ah. know, I hate, I hate this part of the session. You know it. Okay, here's what's going to happen. And they're like, damn it. Then you, their reaction's classic. Damn it,
0: I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful that so, you develop that rapport with them over time. And oh God. I've got three trust? of my
1: clients. I've got their login details for their Tinder. They're oh. like, just a couple of times a week, can you go and swipe? I just can't choose them properly. I'm like, all right. So yeah, there's
0: great rapport there. I should have put that in your bio. You can also assist. With. <laughs> oh God. Do you know what? I
1: think there is a massive uh business market out there that's untapped. And it's like, you know, getting a council of people together to help choose your dates. Yes. (laughs) I think it's a business idea waiting to happen. Oh, most definitely. Um, But, yeah, secrets are everywhere at every age. Um, And I think, you know, when you hear, when somebody reveals something to you, if they're sharing a secret, I think it's really important to drop everything not try and fix the problem or mm-hmm. fix whatever they've just revealed to you. You know, ask appropriate questions. Like, you know, even let's say you had a cup of coffee, it lasted two hours, they've revealed this big thing, one of the big questions to ask the person is, going forward, do you want me to check in with you about this occasionally, or do you not want to ever talk about it again? Oh. Like, how do you want to handle this going forward? Um you know, most of the time they'll say, please just don't ever put it in a text message. And it's like, it's fine. Okay. So only when we're face to face. So sometimes I'll say to somebody, look, I'm not going to harp on about this, but what you've just revealed to me is really big. And I'm just going to give you a quick five minute phone call on Tuesday because mm-hmm. I am worried about you.
0: mm." You've put so, that yeah. so beautifully, and that is so tangible for anyone to say to their friend at the end of a yes of a of, of a revelation of a secret. So thank you so much. That's such a gift to just it, leave it on to there, leave it on that note.
1: Yes, when in coming just ending on that. Whenever there is a, a contraction, sorry. Whenever there is an expansion, like revealing a secret or something like that. Whenever there is an expansion there is always a contraction. Yes. So a lot of the times people will reveal a secret and then they'll go into their shell and shame and go, fuck, why did I just tell that person? Yeah. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. And then, you know, a month later they might go, look, I was really shameful. They might even say, you know, what what did you think? Like, are you judging me? You know, they might go into that headspace. It's like, oh, God, no.
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah, um Julia. I'm just wondering. We've talked a lot today about what we conceal and why. What are three things that you would like, you would want women struggling with being their fullest selves, revealing themselves to know? Like, what do you think will really help them in that? So, open somebody up? who's got a secret. Yeah, yeah, and who are you? And someone you who don't. Is, first
1: of all, I want to give you permission. You don't have to tell anybody. Mm. You are, um, yeah, you don't have to tell anybody. You tell somebody when you're safe and when you're ready Mm. and just be very careful uh, at choosing the person. Um, I would suggest if you can, most people are sort of, you know, married, kids, crazy life, create some space for yourself, whether it's just getting up earlier and going for a walk Um, doing something gentle for yourself. Uh, Usually once you reveal a secret, lots of stuff comes up. There can be confusion. There can be certainty um, because it's like releasing a valve. Mm. So sometimes I think um, the term be gentle with yourself gets overused, but in this case, like I literally mean it. So Mm. if you revealed a big secret and then could take a day or two off, that would be like a massive act of self-care. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing is too, you know, um, spend some time with yourself. Why did you keep the secret? Who benefited? Like who? what was the payoff? Did you pay a price or were you protecting somebody else? I think coming to terms um, with that can be very powerful. Why didn't I tell? Usually if you're t- holding a secret, you're protecting somebody. Mm. So it gets to this is where people spill the beans and want to tell a secret. The pain of keeping the secret has become too much. Yes. yeah. Um, And I had something in my life happen in the last five years where I was keeping a secret to protect somebody else Mm -hmm. and I talked to them about it and the very next day um, my hair fell out on the right heart, uh, side of my head and I was like, this is the price I'm paying for keeping this secret, mm. you know, because secrets really affect the um, autoimmune system. Anyone mm. with um, major, major autoimmune systems, it's medical, go to the doctor. But, like, I want to be clear about that. But secrets do um, compound autoimmune issues. Wow.
0: Wow. And in women, what do you tend to see? Um, thyroid issue, thyroid oh, issues, also
1: yeah. immune, yep. um, and insulin resistance in the belly. Mm. Yep. And that's why I said, you know, when people drop a secret, they drop weight, weight because yeah. it has affected them. I had a client of mine in Sydney, and um, she um, was a, uh, she's a survivor, a sexual abuse survivor. And she had quite a bit of weight, and she said, "I know this is the last piece of the secret to get rid of." Um, and now she runs like ten k's and whatever. Yeah. But weight can sometimes be a side effect of the secret.
0: Yeah, it's it's self protection, right? It's uh, is it armor? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's armor.
0: Yeah, and it's also a way, you know, where you put on weight,
1: it put it can physically push other people away. But yes. energetically, it also pushes people away.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Julie, for everything you've shared with us today. I've gotten so much from this episode and I love how you've weaved secrets through really common situations that people experience really human ones that we don't talk about and are still secret so thank you so much for being so human with us about our humanness um it's more of what the world needs it's such incredible medicine and i really love what you do so thank you so much for your contribution to this big discussion today Thank you. Yeah, it was big. We weaved. It was big. We did weave. We definitely (laughs) did. And now I would love it. Could you tell listeners where they can find you online and all your services? So on
1: all the socials, I am Psychic Julia George. So my website, PsychicJuliaGeorge.com, Instagram, Psychic Julia George and Facebook.
0: Yeah. And can you do, you can do readings with people online and in person? Uh, yes. So I have a Gold Coast clinic um, at James mm-hmm.
1: Street at Burley. I'm in Brisbane every Saturdays and the rest of the world, we do phone sessions or occasionally Zoom. Yeah. So today's Wednesday for me, I started very early with um, for all my New York clients.
0: Oh, okay. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yep. <laughs> Love it. Thanks so much, Julia. Thank you. It was have- really
1: beautiful to um, share an afternoon with you.
0: Yeah, you too. You too. I've got no doubts we'll reconnect in some way, Um, yeah, in the near future. So thank you. Look forward to it. (laughs) I have no doubts that this episode has contributed to your understanding of your secret self. If it's activated you, take the next saucy step and share and tag me on Instagram so that together we can create an even bigger impact of women feeling seen, heard and understood.